been following the Venezuela thing live all day yesterday. Uh, watching a revolution live didn't used to happen. But anyway, our uh, friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, Ian Bremer, tweeted, Ian Bremer tweeted this morning, quoting the Secretary of State Pompeo, military action in Venezuela is possible. If that's what's required, that's what the United States will do. Now, Ian Bremer's take on it was, That would trash a sensible, strong, U.S.-led multilateral effort and create the biggest foreign policy debacle of the Trump administration. It would surprise me, given Trump's rhetoric on the campaign trail and early in his presidency, to get involved somewhere like this. Right. But uh, the Secretary of State certainly put it on the table yesterday. Right. So happy we have Mike Lyons, CBS News military analyst, to discuss this topic with. Mike joins us now. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be back with you. So, listen, let's start uh, where the Ian Bremmer quote left off. It would be disastrous if we got involved militarily. Meanwhile, it's incredibly frustrating to know that at least uh, a huge contingent of Cubans and maybe Russian little green men are going ahead and, and making their military presence felt. Your thoughts? Yeah, they are, and they're actually helping uh, Maduro at, at some point because it looks like the military now is not supporting him. It looks like uh, he is getting some... Uh, help from those little green men, and, and Russia plays this game perfectly, right? You know, under the radar, they don't overtly have uh, troops there. They've not, you know, shipped uh, APCs and tanks and the like. Um, but uh, there is real U.S. military solution. Are we going to drop the 86th Airborne in the middle of Caracas? And what what exactly would that look like? Um, and and, I, and and you know, I just don't see anything uh, from, from a missing perspective. Um, it looks like things are calm right now as well, which I think is good. Yesterday, you know, it's more of a, the lighting of the powder keg, but it doesn't look like anything's gotten off yet. But just in general, do you feel like we've got a, a military interest, a U.S. interest in uh, Venezuela well, that rises to that level? Uh, only if we see um, more troops, you know, coming in from outside. You know, if, if the Russians sent 2,500, you know, straight out Russian troops there or something. I mean, if it, it was. It was another military intervention, but I still think for us to get involved there, you know, it's the Monroe Doctrine, obviously. If you're going to be in this hemisphere, you know, we're going to get involved, we're going to do something. But I, what, what would the military do? Would we, we'd go fight and kill these people? I just don't understand what that mission would be. I hope it's not, you know, logistical humanitarian support because we don't, you know, we send the guys we're going to send are the killers. We're not going to, we're going to send the Marines. We're not going to send, you know, uh, the Red Cross there. So. I, I just don't see where it's going to from the military side. He's got to say that. Pompeo's got to say that to make sure he keeps all the officers on the table. For those not hip to what's going on, uh, and apologies for skipping over the, the broad outlines of this, the uh, Maduro regime in Venezuela is teetering on the brink of being tossed out in favor of the leader of the assembly. It's not like a wholesale chucking of the socialist state there. I heard it's it just, described as trading a communist for a socialist. Right, although, yeah. you know, that's progress. Um, but having said that, what do you hear about the uh, the loyalty of the military to the Maduro regime at this point? You, you mentioned that you hear they might be flaking. Yeah, I hear that, I'm, I'm, and people are they're telling me they're confident that, um, that 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 most of the generals and colonels have kind of peeled away from him. They're not protecting him. I think it's the Cubans are actually formally protecting him now. And so, and as long as the military stays on the sideline, you know, we had the one incident yesterday with the truck running over people and. You know, that was for, for everyone to see, and, and, and thank God that it hasn't escalated beyond that with you know, soldiers shooting people in the streets. Um, but um, if, if the military can either stay on the sideline and, and let this thing play out, perhaps we get this peaceful transfer of power. How directly are Cuban troops 
controlled by Russians, or are they completely autonomous? No, they're autonomous. They're not. There's no um, no direct or, you know, they're not reporting to them or there's no connection with them whatsoever. And and I would say that the Russians are, are, are there to be careful, too, because if they get, you know, if they stick their head out too far and get too involved, that they know that the United States will be forced then to get involved and do something more. Um, what more is, I still again don't know because there's no, there's nothing in between. There's, it's either we send you know, twenty thousand troops or we do nothing. I don't see us putting um, you know a brigade of the 82nd Airborne in the middle of this whole thing and of twenty five hundred troops and thinking that's going to solve anything. Uh, you know, the only counterpoint I would have to that is, well, do the same thing that the Cubans are allegedly doing for Maduro, and that's making sure Juan Guaido doesn't take a bullet. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. I that, that's the risk that uh, that is there anyway. I mean, he when you think about it, the fact that Maduro he doesn't have enough power right now to to, to squash what are going to be a you know May Day you know protests that are supposed to take place, and um, the, he's comfortable enough. Maduro's comfortable enough to get out in an airport and surround himself with people to to make these proclamations. He had to shut down CNN. He had to try to shut down social media. So I think I do think Maduro's power is slipping away. We just we just have to see what what he's going to resort to. Mike Lyons, military analyst on the line. We're talking about the unrest in Venezuela, right uh, down south of uh, where we all are. Hey, uh, why are the Russians involved at all? It, do they have uh, financial interests, oil, et cetera, or, or do they just like putting their thumb in our eye? I think a little bit of both. The fact that it's um, in, in our hemisphere, they're going to get involved and become an irritant. But, but they've had relationships with uh, the Venezuelan leader in the past, uh, um, Chavez and, and the like. So this isn't the first time. This is just them trying to expand their horizons. Um, the oil thing is kind of um, unusual because when you think about it, if you bring back to Iran here, is that the United States is now putting a little pressure on countries not to um, buy Iranian oil. Um, our allies, for example, India, China as well. That's only going to help Russia. So it's, it's kind of funny that you know, Russia still is always, it's always there. It's always, you know, there's always an unintended consequence of something we're trying to do. And in this case, you could say that it benefits Russia. But they're, they're not necessarily there for the oil, I would say. They're more or less there uh, just to exert influence over someone that they've tried to be involved with that because it's a similar type of government of this. Mike Lyons, military analyst, CBS News. Mike, uh, thanks a million. It's great of you to spend a couple of minutes. Thanks. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, what the heck's up with Mexico? Man, Mexico's joining up with Iran and North Korea? Come on, buddy. We got that whole, uh, the new NAFTA. What's it called? The alpaca? Am, am scam? Am scamco? Am, amco. U.S. No, it's not scam. UNESCO. Up with people. It doesn't matter. It's the new, it's the new trade agreement. Mexico. I thought we were pals. We vacation there. You send us cheap labor. USMCA, the USMCA. It's fun to trade with the USMCA. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Put your hands there. Sing sing along to the Do the letters with your hands. Everybody enjoys it. I was trying to show my kids the YMCA dance here, but they didn't. How'd they do? I didn't think my letters were very good. (laughs) I think I tilted the wrong way for the C. Oh, no. Confused them. A man assaulted a Domino's co-worker over an Avengers Endgame spoiler. More violence over spoilers. 
That's what I've called for. Yeah, you've been calling in favor of it. You're like the way Trump instigates violence. That's what you are. You're instigating violence among spoilers. Maybe. What percentage of people say they were depressed at some point last year? Some amazing stats fitting in with recent discussions and maybe fitting in with the whole Facebook conversation, which we should have at some point. So coming up, depression and violence. Mark Zuckerberg lying once again to the world yesterday. If you haven't heard this, it's hilarious. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. October the 19th, 2016. Trump is a f***ing idiot. Oh, no, see, Whoa. that was too Out there. Whoa. Sean and I were Whoa. working on bleeping it just enough, <laughs> and his first effort at it was uh, was just, it, it, it made me a little uncomfortable. It was too much of the F-bomb. That one's too little. Play it again. October the 19th, 2016. Trump is a f***ing idiot. Yeah, we need more of the wait, wait a second. So did the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Lindsey Graham, just call the president an effing idiot? Yes, he did. <laughs> no, he didn't. Breaking news. Where's Brandon? He was reading. <laughs> he would put the donkey away. He was reading a struck in pages texts. You want it? So you want to hear how he follows it up and where he went with that? Uh, sure. It's, it's not more F bombs. A, a little, little more context. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> October the nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Trump is a f-ing idiot. Is unable to provide a coherent answer. Sorry to the kids out there. These are the people that made a decision that Clinton didn't do anything wrong and a counterintelligence investigation of the Trump campaign was warranted. Okay, so here's where we are. I, I've been taking in a little of the hearings, which are going on right now in Washington, D.C. Lindsey Graham, the now chair, thank God, and not the ancient Chuck Grassley. That was a good move. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who can talk a little faster? <laughs> they gave him a face-saving assignment at another committee, which is nice because he's a nice old fella. But anyway, Lindsey Graham, so he's before the Democrats start uh, tearing into Attorney General Barr an obstruction of justice and how the attorney general's in the bag for Trump and all that sort of stuff. Lindsey Graham's making the argument, what about Hillary Clinton and obstructing justice? If that's not obstructing justice, then what Trump did certainly isn't. And Lindsey Graham is going through episode over episode after episode of, have you ever heard this name before? And he gave a name, which I don't know. This is the guy who used bleach bit to clean Hillary Clinton's computer. Have you ever heard his name? No, because nobody talked about it. Nobody reported it. Nobody made a big deal out of that. Right. Here's the name of the woman who t- actually took a hammer and smashed computer ser- uh, servers that belonged to Hillary Clinton 
Did you ever heard her name or anything about obstruction of justice? No, because nobody paid any attention to it. Right. So he's he's going with that argument. Right. Which is pretty entertaining. Right. And the Democrats are going to try to make the point that uh, Barr is a bit of a political creature. He's uh, not entirely independent from the Oval Office. Oh, well, they're knocked me down with a feather. Signed Eric Holder, Loretta Lynch, and every AG in history. I understand that they're supposed to be, since they're running the Department of Justice, you know, just, <laughs> which is a good thing to aspire to, but please, God, the hypocrisy is astounding. Well, you do have three top tier, I would say, presidential candidates that are there on the committee that are going to try to make their bones. They're not polling as top tier, but they're certainly top names. Cory Booker, Senator. Klobuchar, Senator, and Kamala Harris, Senator. We don't elect Senators, but all Senators think they're going to be President. Mm. Um, they're all three going to try to say wild things today to get on the radio and the TV. So. Wait, Diane Feinstein's talking now. When I dated the Kaiser, oh, wow. he was a real gentleman. That's, that's more ageism. pick me up. <laughs> this is unfair. And shake I'm not a my, fan of Hitler. Shake my father's hand. I don't think she actually made any references that put her in the context of previous centuries. Or, but I'll check I'd the be record. very surprised if she brought up her relationship history at all. <laughs> I, can, I can show you the transcript. Yeah, I don't think she quoted her dating history from any century. My first call on the telephone device came from Alexander Graham Bell, the very inventor. <laughs> because she's old, you see, is the point. The uh, gentle lady from California's time has expired. I mean, just your time at the hearing. So, anyway, God God bless you. Ma'am. Anyway, highlights, we will bring you highlights. Marshall Phillips and Sean and, and Hanson, our producer, are, they're all listening to the hearings, and anything exciting, important happens, we'll have that for you. I've made, made this clear. I have my political beliefs. I'm proud of them. I will defend them. But I like all sorts of people, including liberal people, of course. A lot of my... Friends, bandmates, etc., are are people who think differently about politics, and I am happy for them today because that what played that Lindsey Graham thing again? I know, oh, Sean, you're super busy. Do we have that handy? Can you play that real quick? October the nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Trump is a f-ing idiot. You know, my 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 <laughs> you be liberal, ashamed of yourselves. My liberal friends are going to be playing that for the rest oh, of yeah. their lives. Oh yeah, that's going to be the the ringtone. That's right? my text <laughs> alert already. And hearing that on their favorite media. Yeah. And so I uh, well enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy that, my friends. That's unfortunate, Lindsay. I'm not sure you intended to deliver that unto the hands of thine enemy. He could have said blanking or. Expletive or something like that, right? Yes, yes, he, could he chose have. that. He wanted to make. He wanted to make. Maybe he, he wanted to make us happy, Jack. <laughs> maybe he just understands. Look, in news reports on this, they only have so much time allotted for it. I'm yeah. going to eat up some of that time oh, yeah. with this because everybody's going to include that. Well, Lindsay's a lot of things, and crazy smart is one of them. Oh, so, no yeah, doubt, he gets it. No doubt, he understands politics. Yeah. So he might just think, you know, I'm going to take up some of the bombast time. That otherwise would go to Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or whoever else mm. by dropping an, an f bomb in my southern lilt <laughs> as a gentleman. I do declare <laughs> this is some sailor language being thrown about. <laughs> oh, so, oh. You do can picture him with the fan, putting the do in the fan, sipping iced tea on the front porch. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> a big straw hat. <laughs> 
Oh, I almost said something that was very funny. Some sort of white pants. Wildly inappropriate. That he, white pants that he wears clear up to his nipples. In his colonel or is he in the full colonel outfit? <laughs> I was picturing a linen shirt with the really high-waisted <laughs> white pants. But whatever. It all works. You know, Lindsey Graham is an amazing fella. He really is. Even if you hate his politics. His parents died when he was a teenager. He raised his sister. And he served in the military. Worked like a maniac to keep his small family together and the rest of it. It showed enormous courage. Dealt with more difficulties than most of us will. Never married? No. 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 No, he didn't. He uh, has uh, lived his life differently than that, Jay. Has he lain with a woman? (laughs) Wow. You're going there. I just wondered. Wait a minute. What's uh, May 1st, 2019. Jack Armstrong is an effing idiot. There you go. Well, October the 19th, 2016. Trump is a f***ing idiot. All right. If we're going to name <laughs> If we're going to go with all the dates that I've been a blanking idiot, it's going to be like the way prisoners scrawl on walls, just X after X after X after X. I mean, just every you're day. You're the Lou Gehrig of that. Like, your streak is unbroken. <laughs> The 1,800-page book, controversially, includes one phrase repeated over and over again. <laughs> I'm the Lou Gehrig of that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, listen, how we don't have a lot of time left. I'd say, well, we will absolutely keep mining for highlights. Sure. Of the Bill Barr hearing. There are going to be long stretches of Dullsville, Daddy-O. But when the fireworks occur, we'll, we'll let you know. Well, Lindsey Graham's the top Republican. He spoke, uh, uh, Diane Feinstein, the top Grammy, yep. Democrat speaking, and then Barr's got a long statement. So what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, all this is the Mueller letter critical of the Attorney General has been released. We have the copy. Okay. Watching Venezuela and new warnings about sleep aids coming up. Oh, wow. I want to see the letter on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> Bombs flying back and forth at the big hearing. I heard somebody got pepper sprayed in Washington, D.C. Nobody got pepper sprayed, and I think only one F-bomb. Oh, there's old Drone and Bill Barr droning through his opening statement. I've read it. Oof. I mean, it's interesting, I guess, but it's long. So we're not bringing it to you live. We'll bring you highlights, and a certain amount of it is going to center around this letter. That was released to a Washington Post reporter last night and is now out, I guess. Here's the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, Attorney General William Barr is indeed on a very hot seat in the U.S. Senate hearing today. Barr going to be pressed about that letter he reportedly received from Special Counsel Robert Mueller accusing the Attorney General of mischaracterizing key findings in his final report on the Russia investigation. A copy of Mueller's letter to Barr has been released today where the special counsel Mueller told the AG that Barr's summary of the Russia probe's findings caused public confusion about critical aspects of the investigation. Now, Jack, you've been digging into the letter. Have you uh, come across additional uh, highlights or insights? No, but it is is interesting. So, um, So Mueller obviously saw how... Attorney General Barr handled this and 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 didn't think it was clear enough. Now we're talking about the summary rolling out right. the summary. When when the summary came out about the remember the Mueller report hits and then a couple of days later on the weekend Barr puts out his report on right. report on it where he basically says there was no collusion and no obstruction more or less. 
and uh, and Mueller Mueller didn't think that was an accurate way to portray it. There's new public well, confusion. Right, well, okay, go ahead. There is new public confusion about critical aspects of the results of our investigation. This threatens to undermine a central purpose for which the department appointed the special counsel to assure full public confidence in the outcome of the investigations. Um, he says that the, uh, the 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 release that afternoon on the weekend did not fully capture the context, nature, and substance of this office's work and conclusions. That's pretty all-encompassing, context, nature, and substance. It did not fully capture it, right, and, and we're a little concerned about that. And then he goes on to say, we understand the department is reviewing the full report to determine what's appropriate. Uh, please don't delay it. And then there you go. To what extent do you think the Attorney General had a uh, an obligation as the nation's Attorney General to capture the full context, nature, and substance of the office's work and conclusions? Well, asking you. That's in the eye of the beholder. You know, he was going to err on the side of soft peddling. Uh, anything negative about the president? That's just what cabinet officials do. Um, I don't. I just. I think the whole thing. And and listen, I stand ready to be disabused of, of my bad ideas. It's, it happens all the time. Trust me. Um, having seen now the entire report, this is making a mountain out of a molehill. It will come. It all, it all will. Come, a lot of it has come out. It all will come out over time. A lot of this arguing is over, you know, who got to say what first, but ultimately, it's all going to be said. And then it'll either reach various legal thresholds or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on, on, on one of your big days, reminded everybody, that the great Saturday Night Massacre, when Nixon fired a couple of attorney generals to, and actually was right. trying to obstruct justice, it was nine months before there were any... The, the actual impeachment proceedings were going. Right. So it takes a long time to work these sorts of things out. I don't think we're headed there. That's not my argument. It's just that over time, we'll get all this. So just to finish the so thought, So if this then, didn't fully capture it, will there be a chance today and in future days to fully capture whatever you want to capture? How long was the period between the release of the four-page letter and the release of the uh, lightly redacted report? Was that a week? It was about a week, yeah. No, I thought it was like a Friday to Sunday thing. I think it dropped on a Friday and he released his summary on a Sunday. It was well, 48 so, hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and, that, t- and then when the full thing came out, it was like two weeks later. Right. No, okay. no, no, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Okay. Between yeah. the letter and the full thing. So right. it was oh, right. a couple of weeks. Yeah. So what we're saying is there was a couple of week period where people were left with the notion that there was no collusion and he couldn't be cleared of obstruction of justice, which clearly meant there is some stuff that smelled like obstruction justice and but sort of kind of not really in full context for two weeks and now the whole report's out who gives a crap about this? and now and now lawyers get to argue over whether or not they think it's obstruction and the house gets to decide whether or not they think they want to go forward and And they will and and they will yeah i don't i just this is this is so beltway microscopic to me i just i think it's bold dung most of it on the other hand, Lindsey Graham dropping F-bombs yes. is hilarious. <laughs> the uprising in Venezuela stirring things up in the nation's capital. The now defunct Venezuelan embassy in Georgetown was the site of protest yesterday for demonstrators supporting Juan Guaido's effort to oust the Venezuelan president, Nicolas Maduro. Supposedly, there's going to be more demonstrations in Venezuela itself today. 
Now, Russia and Cuba troops reportedly are helping Maduro stay in power, prompting the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to say... Uh, the Cubans and the Russians understand that they are upsetting uh, the duly elected leader there in Venezuela. They, they know that. I, I hear sometimes people saying, well, the United States is considering an invasion. The invasion has taken place. Hmm. I thought that was good stuff. That is good. Yep. Man charged in the Poway, uh, Poway synagogue shootings pleading not guilty to murder and attempted murder charges. 19-year-old made his first appearance in court yesterday. He is facing a number of charges for Saturday's shooting that left one dead and three others injured. And the FDA is going to require manufacturers of certain sleep aids to put strongly worded warnings on boxes and patient guides. Ambien, Lunesta, and Sonata were among the products mentioned by the agency as potentially dangerous to users because patients who take them can experience impairment of mental alertness the morning after use, even if they feel fully awake, as well as other side effects. Now we Sounds all, like a hangover. Yeah, but we also saw what happened with people like Tiger Woods, who was taking Ambien and, uh, you know, driving around on four flat tires. Mm-hmm. He was in California when he was in Florida. It was the wrong coast. He was close. Yeah. <laughs> Ocean, warm weather. Right. Why are you attacking him? Palm trees. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Why is everybody so depressed? Well, I got a couple of uh, great, uh, great uh, guesses as to why. A text we just got a picture I just saw the other day might explain why particularly so many young people are depressed. Mm. We've talked about this a million times. I think you can probably guess. Unplug the Internet, I said. Unplug the Internet. The world was better before the Internet. Plus, the vice president of an amusement park insists that a roller coaster is safe a week after two test dummies fell out of it and crashed into the roof of a nearby hotel. (laughs) But it's safe. The dummies aren't less alive than they were. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. So, the uh, hearing in Washington, D.C. going on right now for news junkies or political insiders. We'll bring you highlights if anything exciting happens. Uh, We promise. Um, We've talked about this a lot, so I won't belabor it. Social media is making young people crazy, maybe making all of us crazy, but this stat from USA Today, across almost all age groups, they don't mention social media. I'm tying these two things together on my own. But um, How dare you? Across almost all age groups, more U.S. workers said they had depression last year than in uh, the year previous and all previous years. And by, by age group, 5% of people 45 to 54 said they had depression. Only 5%. 5%. That's not much, a- that's but that's... at all. Like an episode of, as opposed to... I think you just ask somebody, did you have any depression last okay. year? all right, fair enough. A lot of times, a lot of times people call sadness depression. It's not depression, but mm-hmm. whatever. This is what people said. But one out of 20 for the older crowd, which, which seems fairly high, but if you're, if you're just talking about sadness, yeah, a lot of people do. Do you, do you have a quick... How, how do you figure out which is which? 
sustained, no reason for it. I know that's a couple of the things. Right. Um, you don't you don't get depressed for a day. The depression doesn't work that way. Right. From what I understand. And yeah. it's often you have no idea why. It doesn't make any sense why. Right. Okay. As opposed to, That's I lost tough. my job and my wife left me, and I'm really sad about it. You know why you're sad. <laughs> well, right, because I've heard some of the standards. You know why it started, when it started? If this is too long a tangent, just tell me to shut up. But I don't um, care if you go for three hours, then I'll go home. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> there, uh, I just, because I've read, uh, I'm a complicated man, Jack, so I've actually looked into these things. Plus, my kids are pretty complicated, too, honestly, and so we've all talked about mental health, but... The whole doing the things you love, you don't have any desire to do those, you no longer enjoy, you find yourself wanting to just stay in bed, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. That would apply to just being really sad, too. It to can. I've, I've, been, I've had relationship breakups where I right. just spent a lot of time on the couch or in bed and didn't right. enjoy doing anything. I don't think I was clinically depressed. I was just uh, really the, sad about my current life circumstances. Right. So, no, I don't want to run off and play golf. I don't particularly want to play guitar. I just want to be sad. Is that depression? I don't mm-hmm. even know. Anyway, um, so for the older crowd, five uh, percent, it, it, it gains as you go up the number. Uh, 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 younger in age, getting up to eighteen to twenty-four year olds, your young crowd, thirty-nine percent. Did you just go from five to thirty-nine percent? Yeah, so it's eighteen percent for thirty-five to forty-fours. Okay, a quarter for twenty-five to thirty-fours. Then you get to 18 to 24s, and it's 39% said they had depression last year. Now, they may have a, a weak understanding of, weak is unfair, uh, a not good understanding of what depression means. Also, you're in a period of your life where you make a big deal out of everything. <laughs> yes. A bigger yes. deal out of everything than you might when you're older. Right, right. But I doubt those numbers were that high years ago. Sending me to this. Um, my brother sent me a picture the other day. He was uh, flying back from overseas with a bunch of guys. They were doing a security mission in the military uh, over in Europe. And uh, they were flying back in a cargo plane. And he sent me a picture. He said, 10 hours on this flight. And every single person was staring at a smartphone. They were all on this flight staring at the smartphone. Mm. And I was thinking, God, imagine how different it was pre-smartphones, pre-internet, the camaraderie, the talking, the hanging out. Maybe, the wisecracking. Maybe you'd be reading books or magazines, but you wouldn't all be staring at a magazine or book at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's that into reading, but yeah. everybody was staring at the smartphone. Then we got this text, and we've all seen this. I just saw five kids walking to school. I'm guessing they're around 8 to 10. Every one of them texting or talking on cell phones. It made me sad. Mm-hmm. That's just not the way humans being interacted before. It's just not the way we interacted. Before ever. Before ever. For all of the existence of human beings. Yes. We have not interacted that before. You could you could pick any point since amoebas came out and started to grow legs and got intelligence and the apes came down to the trees, whatever. When human beings, Adam and Eve, however you look at it, when human beings started, if you had three or four of them hanging out alone, they'd have been talking to each other right. and looking at each other. Right. And all of a sudden, in the last few years, we stopped. What does that do to you? Well, we're finding out. I just I keep thinking about it in terms of the animal world. I've always enjoyed the, the science shows and reading about it and the rest of it. If all if you went to you're some naturalist, you go to Africa, maybe you're already in Africa, and you see zebra marching in straight lines like they're the military. <laughs> it's not a herd swirling about. No, they're walking in exact parallel lines. You would 
fill your pants. You would think this is bizarre. This is an, it, 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 this is a historic change in animals, and you just run back to your deer hunt or whatever. They have actual houses in Africa, Joe. <laughs> That's everybody's good point. in a hut in Africa. That's a good point, in Joe's so, world. Yes, I've actually been to Africa. I've seen houses. I've been in the cities. Anyway, but you would freak out. But this animal is completely reordering the way we interact with each other. Yeah. I, I just, it, it has to have effects. It's like you've said many times, quite correctly, that we've rapidly reord, reordered society. Family structure, sexual responsibility, you know, dating, marriage, all of it, and really, really rapidly. I mean, any naturalist or historian will tell you, humans have only been around for the blink of an eye. I mean, if if you lay out the Earth's history uh, across, you know, uh, six feet of a timeline, we're in the last tenth of an inch. So, you know, the the amount of time that we're we're totally reordering reordering the way we deal with each other is like the, a tenth of a micron. Right. And where it ends, nobody knows. Maybe well, it's a blip, and then we get back to the old ways. Depression and suicide until our brains adjust over a period of uh, generations. I I don't know, but. It's interesting. Yeah. Why do you get on a roller coaster? For a thrill, right? Yeah. There's got to be a little fear involved. God, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to take the fun out of this. Remember oh, that roller I coaster? I think you're about to. Remember that roller coaster? I think it was in Kansas City where the kid got decapitated. Yeah. I mean, they got to get these roller coasters fixed. That's well, a that bad roller coaster. Yeah, I'd say that was the harness didn't hold him. Oh my God! But yeah, that's too much of a thrill. Yeah. Well, I'll certainly end the jokes and. Uh, Thanks, Chief. Dirt, well, I wasn't. Chief wasn't Dirt Club. I'm not trying to take the fun out of it. The but well, I wasn't about so, trying. It's about what you did. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't but, try to step on that ant, but no, it's dead. But so, yeah, the, I didn't try to kill you. I'm dead. And this is how I've always calmed myself down on roller coasters. They're trying to get a thrill out of me, right. but it's perfectly safe. Like exactly. if I'm getting too scared, it's perfectly it safe. So this is just the the illusion of. This so calm down. Nothing's bad's going to happen. Then when bad things happen, you think, wait a second. So you got the uh, the Playlands Castaway Cove in Ocean City, New Jersey. Sounds fun. I've spent many a fine summer's day in Ocean City. The Gale Force roller coaster was undergoing a routine safety check when two dummies fell off the ride and Idiots, plummeted really. into the. <laughs> That's right. They had the less intelligent. Hey, you're a dummy. <laughs> the less intelligent employees they put on the coaster. Or were they? We might have to have this handy all day long, Sean, just to use this over and again. Were they dummies or were they? Trying to invoke. Oh no! Wait! Uh, Shut up, Bar. Uh, no one cares. All right, this part. October the nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Trump is a f-ing idiot. Oh. Were they dummies? No, I think they were inanimate objects crafted to resemble human beings. I'm not blanking idiots. They were, uh, (laughs) indeed. They fell off the ride and plummeted into the roof of the nearby hotel next door, damaging shingles and plywood. Well, what did it do to them if they had been humans? No one was hurt during the incident. Of course not. And as I said earlier, the dummies aren't more dead than they were. They're still the same. Uh, the, The dummies were trashed. It was an unfortunate situation, according to the vice president of the theme park. But he, 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 he insists. He's a well, gift for understatement. Uh, 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 this ride will hurl people 
onto the roofs of nearby hotels. We do not anticipate catapulting our park visitors <laughs> off of our, our roller coasters anytime soon. Uh, safety is our top priority. Sure, it's something we do every single day. We're checking the rides in and out. Uh, we're going to do a better job at checking them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nothing failed on the ride at all. It's perfectly safe. Enjoy yourselves. We're going to do a better job than hurling patrons off of the ride. But It's important if, to set achievable goals. <laughs> uh, just, just a thought, though, straight there. If you happen to be uh, sunbathing, say, on the hotel roof next door, just keep an eye out. <laughs> now, what he says... Keep your heads, heads up. He says that they use dummies that are filled with water, partly... So they're more the weight of a human being. Okay. And evidently, the, the water tubes leaked, and nobody realized it, so the dummies kind of shriveled. <laughs> Deflated dummies. Right, yeah, shriveled dummies, so they weren't heavy which enough, is so my, what, new, uh, my new, I don't know, punk band for older people. But so um, what if you're like an 80-pound girl, so you're going to be hurled to your death? or Not necessarily. They don't say. You don't say. <laughs> so. If you happen to be in delightful playland there in Ocean City, take, take it away from a bug, turn it into a feature. You just you angle it so they land into the pool at the hotel, yeah. and, then, yeah. and then boom, now it's a water feature. Charge them extra. <laughs> what is Big more time. delightful than being hurled off a ride? Delightful playland. <laughs> I mean, people pay to skydive. It's practically the same thing. It is very similar. People pay a lot of money for that opportunity. And again, why are you on the damn thing for a thrill? We have to, uh, in the rest of the show, once again play Mark Zuckerberg yesterday. It's hilarious. Uh, he's got nerve. I'll give uh, him that. Yeah, he does. Or he thinks we're all stupid. I think that's part of it. Many of us are, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're blanking idiots, like Lindsey Graham said. Mm. You are listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.